In this episode, we'll be talking about the seventh cranial nerve, that is the facial nerve. It is a very important nerve so as to localizing the uh, lesion in case of a stroke or hemiplegia. So, a facial nerve is a mixed nerve that predominantly carries motor fibers but also carries the sensory fibers. So, these fibers uh, arise from the pons where the seventh cranial nerve nuclei is situated. Okay. So if we take a section at the lower level of the pons, we can see four nucleuses of the cranial nerve that is the 5th, 6th, 7th and 8th nucleus. Also uh, there is pyramidal tract and the pontine nuclei. Now if you see the course of the facial nerve, we can see that it has two components that is the upper motor neuron of the facial nerve and the lower motor neuron of the facial nerve. Okay. So uh, as, as we discussed any cranial nerve nucleus, till the nucleus it is the upper motor neuron and from the uh, nucleus of the nerve that is the pons in this case uh, pons and below pons is everything which you can call is the lower motor neuron okay so uh, if we talk about the course of facial nerve it exits from the pons uh, through the uh, in the cerebellopontine angle cp angle which we call and goes into the internal auditory meatus okay after entering the internal auditory meatus uh, it meets with the geniculate ganglion after which it gives a branch that is a greater superficial petrosal nerve okay then it enters the facial canal and gives branch to nerve to stapedius okay and then uh, uh, it uh, before entering into the stylomestoid foramina it also gives a branch known as corda tympani after then after which it goes into the parotid gland and then gives the branch to the facial muscles okay now uh, let us see uh, the uh, lower motor neuron lesion of the seventh nerve. Let's talk about what will happen if there is a lesion uh, in the lower motor neuron of the facial nerve. Now, if when we say that it is a lower motor neuron lesion, we are talking about any lesion that has to be in the pons or below the pons. Okay. So when there can be lesion in pons, no, there is a symptom or a syndrome which we can uh, uh, which has the congenital absence of the sixth and the seventh nerve nucleus okay so the sixth and the seventh nerve nuclei are congenitally absent this is known as the mobius syndrome now what clinical features will it present with if there is congenital absence of the sixth nerve from so4 lr6 we know that the lr6 the sixth nerves is responsible for supplying the lateral rectus so the lateral rectus of the right side will be gone considering right side just for example so when the uh, lateral rectus will be gone, the eye will be rotated medially, the right eye will be rotated medially and when the uh, right sided 7th nerve nuclei is also absent, so the 7th uh, right sided facial nerve is also gone and it will result in right sided face paralysis. So the right sided face paralysis along with right eye rotated medially is known as Mobius syndrome. It can be unilateral or it can be bilateral. Second lesion which can take place at the level of pons can be due to stroke if there is a posterior circulation stroke involving the pons because the pons is supplied by posterior circulation okay this can result in right sided face paralyzed obviously but along with this the pyramidal tract will also get damaged on the right side in the pons which will result in the left side of the body getting paralyzed okay so the right sided complete face will get paralyzed and the left sided body will get paralyzed and which we call is a hemiplegia so this is also known as crossed hemiplegia because right sided face and the left sided body this in a crossed fashion is involved therefore this is a crossed hemiplegia so to just to remember we can remember that crossed hemiplegia is uh, resulting from the le uh, lesion which is at the level of pons okay or through a posterior circulation stroke can result in the crossed hemiplegia 
Now if I say the 6th nerve is also involved, the 7th nerve is also involved and the pyramidal tract on the right side is also involved. This uh, the stroke is extensive such that these all the three components are involved that is it will result in crossed hemiplegia due to pyramidal tract involved as well as the 7th and 6th nerve are also uh, involved. So this is known as the Millard-Gubler syndrome. Okay. So Millard-Gubler syndrome is Mobius syndrome plus the pyramidal tract involvement is what is Millard-Gubler syndrome. Also now there can be as I said the facial nerve exits from the CP angle okay that is the cerebellopontine angle. So there can there is a common tumor which takes place which arises at the CP angle which is also known as CP angle tumor or acoustic neuroma in which there will be involvement of the 5th, 6th, 7th and 8th also because 8th is very nearby to the CP angle. So if multiple nerves are getting damaged along with the facial nerve features so this is then you can keep the differential diagnosis as the acoustic neuroma okay so if multiple nerves are damaged along with the seventh nerve features then we can keep the differential as the acoustic neuroma okay now we'll talk about different lesions uh, in different parts of the in the course of the facial nerve first we'll talk about if there is a lesion which is proximal to the geniculate ganglion any lesion proximal to the geniculate ganglion will result in involvement of the greater superficial petrosal nerve okay because that is very nearby to the geniculate ganglion greater superficial petrosal nerve is responsible for the parasympathetic supply to the lacrimal gland and the nasal and palatine glands so all the secretions through the lacrimal nasal and palatine glands will be lost therefore the clinical features after the involvement of the greater superficial petrosal nerve will be dryness of eyes dryness of mouth and also known as sicca symptoms okay and this can be tested with the help of the Schirmer's test that is we use a filter paper to see the tear film formation. Now coming next if the lesion is proximal to the nerve to stapedius. So the nerve to stapedius is responsible to dampen the impact of the loud sound. Whenever there is a loud sound in our ear so the nerve to stapedius dampens this sound. Now if the nerve to stapedius gets involved or gets paralyzed the patient is not able to tolerate loud, loud sounds. Okay. So this condition is known as hyperacusis. Okay, hyperacusis can occur if there is involvement of the nerve to stapedius branch of the facial nerve. Now if there is lesion proximal to the corda tympani. Corda tympani is a nerve which is responsible for the taste sensation in the anterior two-third of the tongue. So it's simple if the corda tympani gets involved, the taste sensations will be lost. Okay. Also it is uh, responsible for parasympathetic control over the sublingual and submandibular salivary glands. So therefore we decrease secretion in the mouth that is dryness again sicca symptoms can occur in case of lesion to the corda tympani. So loss of taste sensation and decreased secretion in the mouth that dryness symptoms or sicca symptoms. Now if there is a lesion which is diastole to the stylomastoid foramina that is when it supplies all the uh, facial muscles. So there will be only motor weakness of the face without any symptoms which we talked about earlier that is the hyperacusis or sicca symptoms or loss of taste, taste sensation this will not occur only motor symptoms will occur in earlier cases the, uh, when we talked about like hyperacusis along with this there was obviously involvement of the motor weakness of face also because it was going to get involved now let us talk about the upper motor neuron of the facial nerve that is uh, from the motor cortex to the facial nerve nucleus in the pons so the facial nerve arises from the motor cortex then goes to the internal capsule and then to the nucleus of the facial nerve in the pons. Now then after which it supplies to the facial muscles as we talked about earlier through the lower motor neuron. 
So if we divide the face into four quadrants, that is the right upper quadrant, left upper quadrant, right lower quadrant, and the right left lower quadrant. Okay, this is these are the four quadrants. So then we can say that the lower quadrant of the face of the right side, let's say, is supplied by the left-sided fibers from the motor cortex to the pons. Okay, or the right-sided upper motor neuron supplies the lower quadrant of the uh, right side. Okay, so left-sided lower quadrant, but if we talk about the upper quadrant of the right side, it has a bilateral supply. Okay, it is supplied from the left motor cortex as well as the right motor cortex. So now if I say if there is a lesion in the left uh, motor cortex, that means the left uh, motor cortex is gone. So the right sided lower quadrant will be gone. Okay. But the upper quadrant of the right side has a bilateral supply. It has also a supply from the right sided motor cortex. Therefore, it will not be lost and it will be spared. So in case of upper motor neuron, the damage will only be to the lower quadrant of the opposite side of the face as upper quadrant is supplied by the has a bilateral supply both the cortex therefore that will that will be spared. Whereas in lower motor neuron what we, will, what we were seeing is that the upper quadrant and the lower quadrant of the same side were getting involved simultaneously in case of LMN but in UMN this does not occur only the half that is the lower quadrant of the face of the contralateral side is getting affected of that of lesion okay if there is damage at the level of motor cortex on the left side there will be right sided lower quadrant facial palsy and right sided uh, half of the body will get paralyzed now this will be termed as uncrossed hemiplegia and this occurs in case of any anterior circulation stroke because it, it will involve the motor cortex or the internal capsule the sites of you when we talk about umn lesion that is upper motor neuron lesion it has to be damaged at the level of the motor cortex or at the level of the internal capsule because if the damage is at the level of pons or below that it can be it is then it then goes into the lower motor neuron lesion okay so uncrossed hemiplegia that is the more common type of hemiplegia that we see across and is also known as the anterior circulation uh, stroke so this was all about the upper motor neuron lesion of facial nerve now let's summarize uh, this so facial nerve, uh, we talked about the facial nerve is a mixed nerve, it, it is motor as well as sensory, the, its nucleus is present in the pons, from pons it exits from the CP angle that is the cerebellopontile angle, then enters the internal auditory meatus, goes to genetic geniculate ganglion, then in the facial canal, in the stylomestoid foramina and then through the parotid gland, it supplies the facial muscles. Branches which uh, during this course the facial nerve gives are the greater superficial petrosal nerve, nerve to stapedius, corda tympani and then the uh, facial muscles not branches to the facial muscles okay now uh, for in the in uh, lower motor neuron lesion of the seventh nerve we studied the mobius syndrome which is the congenital absence of the sixth and seventh nerve nucleus then there can be millard gobler syndrome which is uh, extensive stroke which involves the sixth as well as seventh as well as pyramidal tract that is that is the mobius plus pyramidal tract involvement and then the lower motor neuron uh, palsy of the uh, facial nerve which involves one side of the face, complete face involvement along with that the opposite side, opposite side of the body is involved which is also known as crossed hemiplegia. Crossed hemiplegia whenever you see the lesion of the, the level of the lesion has to be at the level of pons and this is a posterior circulation stroke. Now coming to the upper motor neuron lesion of the facial nerve. So the face is divided into four quadrants and the lower quadrant if we talk about of one side is supplied by the contralateral left uh, contralateral side of the motor cortex. Uh, uh, from only one side that is it has only 
unilateral supply whereas the upper quadrant has a bilateral supply so any right sided upper quadrant has bilateral supply from the left as well as the right cortex cortices therefore what happens is the upper quadrant gets spared even in even in case of unilateral damage to the upper motor neuron of the facial nerve okay so there will be right uh, upper motor neuron lesion uh, whenever there will be upper motor neuron lesion the uh, upper uh, uh, quadrant of the face will be spared the lower quadrant of, will be uh, involved of the contralateral side as well as the contralateral side of the half half of the body will also get involved and this is known as uncrossed hemiplegia which is a feature of anterior circulation stroke so uncrossed hemiplegia anterior circulation stroke and that means the damage has to be in the motor cortex or in the internal capsule whereas lower motor neuron was damaged with damage at the level of lesion of pons level of pons uh, so yeah this was all about uh, facial nerve